This podcast is part of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network at www.tpsradio.net. Tess, there's a song, and it's called The Twelve Days of Christmas. Oh, one of my favorites. And you see, Tess, The Rock wants to sing you 12 things that you can look forward to tonight. What? Rock's going to sing here on Sunday? And the rock will go slow at first for you, Tess, just so you can understand. It goes like this. On a night, Tess face the great one. This is what he'll see. Wow. <laughs> Twelve sharpshooters stinging, eleven eyebrows raising, ten spines a-busting, nine noggins knocking, eight kicks a-kicking, seven punches punching, six suplex smashing, five seconds of the people chanting the rock's name. Three people's elbows on your two buck teeth, and an ass kicking all over New Orleans. Woo! Every heaven, a wonderful Christmas time. I want a piece of Mike Tyson's ass. Chris Jericho has come to save the WWF. WWE Pod, TPS Radio, Mike and James here for our annual, yearly, once a year Christmas special. That way, there you go, three in one to get the job done. Hello, Mike, and a Merry Christmas or Happy Holiday season, depending on your religion or your circumstance or your belief around Christmas time. So, Mike. Yes. You excited? What have you asked for for Christmas? I've asked for a digital camera for Christmas. A digital camera? I have. Oh, my brother just got that for his birthday, actually. He, he has his birthday on the 14th of December. Oh, he's one of those, is he? <laughs> yes, he is one of those. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, I know, so there you go. What have you asked for for Christmas? Every year since 2001, uh, I think apart from one year, maybe, yeah. I've had Smackdown versus Raw. I've yes. asked for that as well. Yes, the annual Christmas game, and I'm going to get Mark Henry and beat him to <laughs> bleeds with a chair. Bloody hell. No pun intended. Yes, yes. I've done it. I've done it to Triple H time and time again as well. Lovely. Yep, yep. Three on one, Triple H, good match. Good times. Good times. Okay, so tell, tell me, you, what, what do you normally... Oh, Jingle Bells. How oh. did you know? That's, that's beautiful, Mike. 
Isn't it lovely? How fun is this? That's fantastic. Isn't it great? That is. There's something very European about it. <laughs> it, it is well. I tell yes, yes. Uh, I, I want to put on my lederhosen and start slapping to the music. Oh yeah. Uh, yes, indeed. Happy Christmas to all our German friends. Ah, uh, <laughs> and Austrian. And Austrian friends. Don't forget them. Yes. Don't forget our Austrian friends, people. Um. So yeah, as you were saying. Yeah. Okay. Christmas Eve. What do you do Christmas Eve? Uh, I've done a, I've done various things. Last year, I just had a friend round to play some video games. Uh, the year before, I went to the pub. I think. Uh, the few years before that, I think I stayed in. What do you normally do? I go to midnight mass. Um, oh, that's that's good. Yeah, about eleven eleven o'clock ish. It ends at about just after midnight. So everyone says happy Christmas, and I walk home. And you know, what? I wish I woke up on Christmas Day and I just saw snow everywhere. Because let's be honest, that's the one day when it's going to cause less chaos than normal, isn't it? Definitely. And it and it will make it magical. I want a white Christmas every year. It's not going to, you know, it could happen this year actually with the amount of snow we've had. Have have you hit by the snow at present? Yes, yes, it made me late for the... We were originally going to record this two days earlier. Not that it means much to our podcast listeners, but we were. And alas, the snow stopped it. It was my Christmas work due. It was lovely. Um, my girlfriend came along, and it was uh, it was a nice moment until uh, the snow came. But hey, we can't, we, can't let that, we can't let that ruin Christmas. No, we cannot. Me and my girlfriend made a lovely snowman last night. You made out with a lovely snowman or made with a lovely snowman? We made a lovely snowman. Oh, you, you know what? The first one was far more exciting. I could have asked you lots more questions. So, if I made out with a snowman. Yes. I, I tell you what. If, you're, if this snowman you made had a feud in WWE, who would he feud with to begin with? What, as in when he first enters the company, that sort of thing? Yes. I think when he first enters the company, being a snowman and being a bit of a, a sort of a gimmicky thing, he could feud with Chavo. <laughs> see, what, see, see my thinking? No, yeah, yeah, the problem you got there, no one's going to take your snowman seriously now. That's very good point. I know. Although, to be honest, the, the name that we gave him doesn't help people take him seriously. What, the snowman? No, we named him Alfredo Gonzalez. We named him Alfredo Gonzalez. Me and my girlfriend named him Alfredo Gonzalez. Alfredo Gonzalez, the snowman. Alfredo, the full title is Alfredo Gonzalez, the fridge delivery snowman. The fridge delivery, that's a, that's an, you know what, Vince McMahon would like that gimmick so much, he will win the championship on his debut. You can see that happening, can't you? Some of the I love writing. it. I love it, yes, yes. Uh, so, wow, Mike's... It's going to beat Seamus. Yes, yes, let's quickly talk about the TLC, a quick one, because, uh, you know, we, we, want, we want to talk about Christmas on our Christmas <laughs> special. But TLC, Seamus gets an early Christmas present, surely, by winning the WWE Championship, beating John Cena. Did one of us go for Seamus in our picks? I don't remember, but I, I have a feeling one of us did. One of but us I was right. Yes, I can't think who it was, though. No, but Seamus did win. Were you surprised, though? Shocked. You were shocked. I was watching it with my dad, and we both just stared at each other in stunned awe. Yeah, I think I think we did say uh, about the table match and the fact that it's one of those things that can just happen any second, you know, go through a table. We did say that, yes. 
So, in a sense, it does... John Cena didn't really lose a normal wrestling match, so it didn't really hurt him, but it helped Sheamus in that sense, you know? It certainly helped Sheamus. I mean, my God, the guy, he's got the world at his feet. He does now. Is he going to have an edge-type WWE first title reign where he's going to lose it to the Royal Rumble? Uh, I suspect so. You suspect so? I do. I, uh... How do I word this? I don't think that they will let someone brand new have the belt till WrestleMania. Yes, I could. Yeah, I see what you mean. I yes. Are you are you of that thinking or are you otherwise? Nope, I'm definitely of that thinking. Ah, I think I'll be very surprised if he is in a cha- in you know the championship match at WrestleMania. If they do decide to keep him, he's not main eventing WrestleMania. That's for sure. Yes, yes, so, that, I, I can understand that thinking. But um, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I'd be su- very surprised, but it's not by sure impossible. So, no, no, not at all. I mean, you know, if they've let him win the title this early, goodness knows. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, who, but who is he going to, is he going to lose it to John Cena again, do you think? Or will it be somebody else? I suspect it's more likely, this is just my current thinking, that Sheamus would lose it to someone else and then maybe Cena win it back at Mania. That's interesting. Because you could have, like... Um, I know he's on SmackDown now, I think. But, you, I mean, you you could have had, like, an MVP go up against Sheamus and start this feud off, you know, the beginning of January and end at a WrestleMania and have it as your second-tier championship match if you built it up nicely, for example, you know? Sadly, I'm not sure how interested people would be in Sheamus versus him. Actually, no, maybe I'm being a bit harsh on the guys. Uh, no, yeah. they wouldn't. No, right now, they wouldn't be. However, if, if you built, built it from it, January, yeah. yeah. If you built it from January and made it into this big thing, it's uh, it's definitely possible. That could certainly happen. I mean, if, if it's built right, and that's the thing with WWE, we do slag them off a bit, but we know they can do these things when they put their minds to it. Just look at Sheamus. <laughs> yes, just look at Sheamus. Um, it's my time. Yeah, talking about WrestleMania. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk, oh, Batista was the champion, and then he's not. A screw job finish. Poor, it, well, in a way. I mean, okay, Batista, it's a chair match, right? And then he didn't use a chair, did he? And then he won. And then Teddy Long came out, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'd actually rather Batista have won that. Really? Yeah, I mean, he's gone for this heel gimmick. It's going to yep. help thing. I think him having the belt helps more with his heel gimmick than the Undertaker supposedly not being a house show. I don't know how true that is with the belt, but I don't think the the Undertaker really doesn't need the belt. Goodbye, Undertaker. Please lose that belt. I can I understand completely. Undertaker having the belt, much as I love the Undertaker, because he's so unbeatable, it's a little dull. It is, and uh, Batista winning it that way would just add, the way he won it would have just added to his whole heel gimmick persona. And goodness knows, you know, you have Rey Mysterio. He beat the shit out of Rey Mysterio. Mysterio mm-hmm. comes back, wins a Royal Rumble. There's probably, and then they, you keep them apart until Mania. That's probably a match you'd might want to see then. Yeah, I like that. If because yeah, obviously the the heat is there. Yeah, it is on. Yes, <laughs> or you have John Cena versus Batista. At the WrestleMania. They've done it once at SummerSlam. So yes. that could be quite exciting. 
Now then, are you still thinking, because I know you mentioned the idea, do you reckon we could see Cena versus Taker? Well, if, if, if you watched Raw this past Monday, uh, Shawn Michaels issued... Uh, oh, yes, he did, me. didn't he? I, I, I saw the slammies, indeed, with, and... with, with that guy Dennis Miller, who didn't give a shit. <laughs> no, he didn't, and uh, apparently there was some heat backstage between him and McMahon. Uh, Good! Yes, yes, the, the the slam. You know what? The slammies are probably the one awards ceremony I care less than the Oscars. I mean, the, act- the Oscars is the biggest joke of them all. More, more often than not, I think, to be honest. As an actor, I cannot abide this. As an actor, you can. Well, I've never agreed with the main ones of the Oscars. I mean, you know, I I, I just think they're they're a sham. They're rubbish. I yeah yeah. We're, uh, I'm not I'm not like uh, saying anything bad, but. I know, I, I know. I nearly I know. always agree with the BAFTAs, but never the Oscars. Not always the Oscars, I mean. Well, I, I do love the BAFTAs, obviously, for the simple reason that they're British. Yeah, and let's you be honest. Yeah, with that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the British. And uh, when I look at who wins the BAFTAs each year, I'm like, yeah, definitely. The Oscars, I'm always like, nope, no, nope, wouldn't have, nope, not that, not that. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Fair enough. They do have the same winners sometimes, but. Yeah. We, we do produce some damn good actors. And I'm not saying that because I'm an actor, obviously. I mean, the ones who've really made it. We do produce some brilliant actors. So our opinion very much counts. Yes, and then when Sean Bloody Penn beat wins over Mickey Rourke, I was, I was actually disgusted. That was, that was a bit of a Sean Penn! I mean, Sean Penn! Sean Penn winning it, I thought was a bit boring. He's, he, he won it. He's already won one. Yeah, yeah, fuck off home, Sean Penn. Um, anyway. Fuck home? Yes. I, I don't know. Go away. I mean, Where's he live? <laughs> where's he live? I, 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 I don't, with my, I don't know. Get Mark Henry to eat him. Um. Yes, get Mark Henry to eat Sean Penn. Yes. Get Mark My get name's, Mark. my name's Harvey Milk and I'm here to, oh wait, he's been eaten. Exactly. Um, anyway, where, where were we? Um, oh yes, WrestleMania. Uh, Shawn Michaels yes. versus The Undertaker. I am not as excited to see this match as some people. Do you know why? Because we've seen it. Yeah, but I can't wait. I'd love to see it again. But WrestleMania, yeah. can't see Shawn Michaels beating The Undertaker. Oh, good point. However, if this was they, if this was the SummerSlam 2010 main event, I would be shitting bricks. Me too. That would be brilliant. Yes, and uh, fuck it, do it for the title. But even better. But I mean, oh, um, even better. It would uh, just have a short title reign and maybe lose it at the Survivor Series. Or, oh, but I mean, at WrestleMania, I. Would be much more interested in Cena versus the Undertaker, personally. It, I suspect that Shawn Michaels and Undertaker would have a better match, but yeah, Cena Taker, I would be more interested in going into the event. Yeah, because we've seen uh, Michaels Undertaker, and it, don't get me wrong, it was an amazing match. You have to wonder bad. what they're going to do to make it better, and are they able to make it better? It was fairly flawless, wasn't it? I mean, the only thing I didn't like is it was a great match. The only thing I didn't like is I don't like it when people go for finishing moves too early in the match. Because for me, when you see that, it's like, oh, they're going to be finishing in a few minutes. And then if they do it and then they're still resting 20 minutes later, I feel like it's dragged on. I know that sounds bizarre. But uh, I agree. But. Well, good. Um. I mean, that happened in the main event of WrestleMania, I think, with uh, Triple H 
and Randy Orton, there was a finisher right at the beginning. I think that can work in a way, if you have one right near the beginning, it's good in a way. Say like The Undertaker, Tombstone, Shawn Michaels, yeah, just use those two. And then you have for the next 15 minutes, Shawn Michaels trying to make a comeback after that Tombstone or 10 minutes, you know? And then it could work. That's a nice story to the match then, you know? Yeah, he's just true. he's just holding on. He's just holding on to losing the match after the tombstone by the skin of his, you know, by his fingernails for the next five or six minutes. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, that does work. I must admit that would work. Yeah, but as a whole, I pretty much agree with you. So indeed, I mean, what as you say, what could they do to do it again? I mean, it also shows a bit of a lack of ideas if they do do it again. Yeah, at what we said before, Cena Undertaker, at, uh, as he said, probably not going to be as good of a match. Having said that, uh, when you, I never thought Batista Undertaker would be an amazing match, and they had a, they've had a fantastic set of matches, haven't they? So they have had some good matches. I mean, Taker brings the best out of a lot of people. Uh, Batista's certainly one of them. Yeah, and we've had Cena Undertaker before, which wasn't a bad match back in the day. I think that could have been uh, two thousand and four. About then, yeah, when he it was, they were in a tournament to face Lesnar. Yeah, also, and and it, that was a fairly. I think they faced each other at Vengeance uh, as well one one time, and that was a fair. That was you know uh, a greenish scene. That was a pretty good match. They and I think they'll put on a WrestleMania. Well, it's going to be better than Randy Orton versus Triple H of this year. That's for sure. Amen. And you could have that as that could be a legitimate main event. Did you hear what um, Triple H said? He said that um, Shawn Michaels' Undertaker did this and then I had to follow it and I had no chance in hell. (laughs) That was great, wasn't it? That that was quite something. I mean, because it's true, but also it does sound a bit like he's making an excuse for his shite match. He's making an excuse for his shite match, yes. Yes. He is is making an excuse for his shite match. I believe so. Now then. One thing uh, that we have with WrestleMania, while we're on the subject, is, of course, money in the bank. Oh, yeah. Who do you think deserves the Christmas present of winning money in the bank? Ah, well, I tell you what, let's do, yes, let's start this. Let's do Christmas presents for superstars. Being here with you today fulfills every dream on my Christmas checklist. Now all I got left to do is give Tori Wilson a pearl necklace. But first, I got Big Show trouble. That dude is making my blood hot. I'm gonna bust his face up. It looked like Saddam Hussein's mugshot. They say I can't beat the big show. I say go ahead and watch. I may be wrestling a giant, but the real big show's in my crotch. Yo, no doubt, this match is huge. But come on, y'all, let's be honest. I ain't losing a big show. This ain't no pie-eating contest. And he can't see us, bro. This game is tight. You can't see me? What's you, he can't see me? That's right, he can't see me because his game is tight. Big Show beating me is like trying to get the French to fight. 
He picked the wrong freaking day to start some beef with me. I got Air Force, Navy, Army, and USMC. For real, Saddam never had a chance with troops like you around him. We should bury that bastard in the same hole that you found him. I want to say thanks for protecting me and my children's children and for fighting for the people who lost their lives in the day of the fallen buildings. Y'all are the real heroes. I place nobody above you. This is coming from my heart. Peace, y'all. I love you. Word life, this is basic thugonomics. This is basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to be. John Cena said earlier this week, Tassett, no one deserves this night more than the U.S. Armed Forces. And I echo that statement. I do too. John Cena is correct. Yep. Yes. So, if you were Father Christmas and you had a money in the bank voucher, who would who would we give it to? Hmm. Interesting. Do 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 do. I haven't. Um. I have no idea. But you know what? I'd want. I really want this to happen, Mike. Go on. I really want the money in the bank winner to cash it in at WrestleMania the same night. You want to see it that same night? Yes. It would be exciting, I grant you. And it would be original, especially if you had a heel winning one of the championship matches and a face that winning the money in the bank, you know, like a fan favourite. I mean, like, it would have been perfect, for example, Edge beating The the Undertaker at WrestleMania. You know that, well, no, actually, no, no. But Edge winning, for example, Edge or a heel champion winning, uh, win, winning the championship, and then suddenly you have, like, a Jeff Hardy who'd won money in the bank from previous, cashing it in, and then the place would go mental. I mean, something similar to that, you know? Yeah, that would be good. That 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 would be a very cool end to the show. Yeah, that would be a nice way. Yeah, it would be a cool end to the show. Yeah. I don't know who you'd do it with, but it uh, would be it would be a shame not to have the tension for the rest of the year of when's he going to cash it in? When's he going to cash it in? Yeah, and it, yeah, and because that's uh, it's not as original, obviously, as it once was when Edge did it and CM Punk. Yeah, he's done it. He's done it a couple of times, but it's not as Rob Van Dam did it fairly and squarely in a way. Uh, it's, yes, he, yeah. he set it up properly, as it were. Yeah, and that, and that's nice, but cashing it in at WrestleMania—that's if you got it—that's the only other thing that they haven't quite done that I think would be original. You know, that would be great. I mean, there must be someone who you'd like to see win it, though, surely. Well, okay. Picture this: Randy Orton wins the main event at WrestleMania. Kofi Kingston cashes in his money in the bank. Now, assuming they'd actually done their feud correctly, that could have been amazing. However, I have less faith in that now. <laughs> I do too. Wasn't it a shame to see Orton win? Not just because I'm not just because I'm not a huge Orton fan, but because it was what we've been asking for. And Glass we said, ceiling being smashed. The and we said, yeah, smashed. you're right. We said Orton didn't need to win, but Kofi kind of did. Hmm. And has it, it? Will it hurt Orton from losing? No, he can just come back and interrupt one of Kofi's matches and, you know, like, kick him in the head. 
for example, ah. you know? But yes, you really... And they wonder why they don't make new stars. Fair enough. Seamus is an example. You've got Drew McIntyre. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I reckon he'll have a very good 2010. Definitely. Do you want to know something quite... Did I, did I mention uh, about those two? This my little factoid from last week. L- LDN Wrestling, right? Not LDN, no. Oh. This concerns... Another British organisation, RQW. Oh, yeah? Real Quality Wrestling. Them. And they basically now own everyone else, apart from LDN, uh, uh, in terms of wrestling in, in, London, in London. Basically, the owner of RQW, Len Davis, was backstage at WrestleMania, I think it was WrestleMania 24, because Vincent Mann was talking to Len Davis about making RQW a UK feeder territory for the WWE, right? And Len Davis, uh, you, know, was, you know, sort of talked to him for a while. I don't think it ever happened in the end. But one thing that happened is that while Vince McMahon was scouting, uh, as it were, RQW, one match that occurred was Seamus O'Shaughnessy. Yep. Seamus. Versus Drew Galloway. Drew Galloway, of course, is Drew McIntyre. Both of them were signed. And now here we are in one night. One becomes IC champion. One becomes WWE champion. That is a, that is a rise to greatness, isn't it? Is it is a nice moment, isn't it? It's lovely. I was very pleased for them both. Shocked, as I say, but pleased for them. Although I do wonder if Seamus needs a bit of work on his promos first. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, you agree? Yes. Oh, Mike? <laughs> yes? What did Adam say on the day before Christmas? I don't know, James. What did Adam say on the day before Christmas? It's Christmas, Eve. <laughs> oh, I actually quite like that. You like that one, do you? I quite like that. Well, yeah. more coming throughout the show. Uh, anyway, yes, I do. Yeah, Seamus and Drew Mac. It's nice to see them up there, and I reckon both of them have will have great 2010s. I definitely think so. They've already had their Christmas presents early. They have. So, what other Christmas presents? I would give. Uh, I'd give. Uh, hmm. Oh, by the way, yep. Just to say, although it is quite predictable. Uh, in terms of money in the bank, I would like to give that present indeed to MVP or maybe Kingston. You know, MVP, I, I'd probably have to agree with you. They're two people. Perhaps you could put Morrison in there, depending on what he's doing around WrestleMania and how big he is. Maybe, maybe. Or even he's, the Miz could be a heel. But I'd want a face to win not, it. It's not impossible, but yeah, I, I, I'd like to ha- see him develop a little more first. I think it'd be slightly soon to, to for him to do that now. Personally. Well, that's true. Mike? Yes? What do you get if you cross an apple with a Christmas tree? I don't know, James. What do you get if you cross an apple with a Christmas tree? A pineapple. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on for, uh, uh, for, from that horrible joke to... Yes. I would what? give. What? Hang on, I've got one. Yep. yep. It's not a Christmas joke, but it's a joke I've heard near Christmas. Okay. What's the best cheese to hide a horse? I don't know. Mascarpone. Oh, goodness me. Oh, I think oh. that's a great joke. 
Um, okay. <laughs> I bet people will email in saying they like that joke. What did the big candle say to the little candle? I don't know, James. What I'm did go- the big candle say to the little candle? I'm going out tonight. <laughs> oh. oh. What's, what's, what's orange and sounds like a parrot? I don't know. What's orange and sounds like a parrot? A carrot. Um, oh, well, uh, that's my favorite joke. Um, mum, uh, can I have a dog for Christmas? No, you can have a turkey like everyone else. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, what? Ah, uh, that's not that bad, I must admit. <laughs> Who is never hungry at Christmas? Who is never hungry at Christmas, James? The turkey, he's always stuffed. Ah, yes, yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, back back to the show. Christmas presents. I would give for yes. Christmas Mark Henry his P forty five. Hey! There you go. And he's never stuffed. No, he's never stuffed. And I will give the Big Show a stomach band operation if he is to remain in the WWE, so he can't eat as much. A gastric band for the Big Show. Perhaps a gastric band for the Big Show. For, for, to be fair, for his own health rather than anyone else's. Yes, indeed. And also to ease the strain on the staff at all of the uh, roadside cafes he stops in. Ah. Mm. Uh. Yep. So, 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 um, okay. uh, (coughs) What about presents for the TNA guys? Um, New writers? Yes, I had a feeling you'd say that. Yep. Uh, Yes, new writers. Um... And I don't know what else, really. I'm trying to think. Uh, How about... Yep. Are there any P45s you'd give there? Yes, Vin Russo. So, yes. Yes. Um, I don't know who else, actually, who, who I'd give a P45. I don't think I'd give any more P45s out. Uh, because... There, there, you know, there is a thing. I'll just mention quickly. Uh, there's a thing that I've become aware of recently, right? Where sometimes, with little kids who uh, still get their presents from Santa, right? Yes. If they're about two, what they do is the parents get the child to leave their dummy by the fireplace, right? All right. And then the parents take away the dummy in exchange for the presents. Oh, that's nice. Yes, which I I know. I, I wasn't aware of that until recently. But I was thinking that maybe... We get Kevin Nash to leave his wrestling tights by the fireplace. Yeah. And he can exchange it for an iPod. Yes. I yeah, like I that idea. My, I think it's a lovely idea. I do like that idea. I like that idea a lot, actually. I thought you would. That's great. I quite like the way I told it as well. That's, a, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, that's not, not going to happen, though, is it? It's not going to happen, though. No. So, oh, I, I've also got another present to give to someone in TNA. Oh, yeah? I'd like to give uh, Daniels his first name back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, calling him, just calling him Daniels makes him sound like he's being read out on a Victorian school register. Daniels, here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> It's yes. not a name, it's part of a name. It's my brother's name with an S on the end. That doesn't count. 
That's true. That's true. Daniels weighing in something. I I completely agree. Actually, um, wow. Uh, I'd 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 give the X Division their importance back. That's ah wonderful. Yes. You know? Do you know what else I would give them in a box? What? I might give them Sanjay Dutt in a box. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Sanjay Dutt, all wrapped up. He is—he is needed back, along with Stevie, along with Petey Williams. Stevie Williams. Uh, yeah, I, I realised what I did there, so I changed the CV and swapped it for Petey. So along oh, with, I see. Ah, yeah, so uh, Petey Williams. Need, I'll, that's another Christmas present I'd give TNA, and maybe Evan Bourne because WWE oh. have completely ruined him. They have. They've got nothing to do with him. I mean, what's it now? He's in a tag team with Primo. Yeah, sure, they click. Yeah, woohoo! Um, uh, having said that, talking about uh, Primo, well, not really, his, his brother, Carlito, that's yes. the best I've seen him in 2009 on that promo. That was brilliant. That's the best I've seen Carlito. Definitely. I mean, my God, he's just been doing... I mean, where did he go? He went off for a bit, didn't he? I think he went to Superstars, uh, perhaps. Yeah. Yes, so basically, we don't know where he went. Um, Have ever watched Superstars? Twice. Twice? Once. Was it any good? Once when it was being recorded in the O2 arena when I watched SmackDown. Yes. And the other time to watch that recording of the O2 on SmackDown. So actually, I've watched the same Superstars. The same one twice. Yes. But it was only for, um, you know, uh, shit, I forgot the word, but something, um, when when you watch it again. Because you were there. Give me the... I don't know. I don't know. Is there a word? There, there is a word I'm looking for. Uh, Does like, anyone know the word? You, you, like you'll get something because it reminds you of something. You know, you'll keep the ticket because it reminds you. But there's Souvenir. a word for it. Souvenir? Something like that, but there's a better word for it. Souvenirial? Souvenir. No, that, honestly, there's, there's a better word. And I forgot, I forgot I think the you're going to have to go a long way to beat the word souvenir. No, right? no, no, no. Because I didn't watch it for a souvenir. I was, you know, when you think back and it's... Anything... Nostalgic. Yes. Yes, that's what I was looking for. No, Noel. Noel-stalgic in terms Noel of... Noel-stalgic. Yes, yes. yes. He's, he's for our friend... Christmas special. He's a friend of mine, Noel-stalgic. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, so that's that... a Christmas cracker joke waiting to happen. Yes, I, I, I typed in, because I, obviously I, I have pictures on TPS Radio. I need I upload a little picture uh, when, when I upload uh, the shows. And this yes. one, I, I've, I, found a nice, I found a nice Christmas WWE stocking with wrestling faces on, which I thought oh, would go funny. nicely when I put it up. Having said that, I typed yes. in WWE Christmas, and I've seen Vince McMahon dressed as Scrooge with WWE A Christmas Cowl. How awesome is that? Ah... That's pretty. That's that's pretty cool. Vince McMahon. If Vince McMahon is dressed as Scrooge, right? Yes. The, yes. You know, you have the ghosts who um, make him good. If he is Scrooge, for someone evil, there must be someone good. Who is the ghost of Christmas Present who keeps Vince McMahon on the straight and narrow? Is it Linda? Well, well, not not at the moment because she's uh, doing doing other things. Look, think think of this, right? If Linda is off trying to be a congresswoman, yep. Shane is leaving, of course. Yeah, that means that that company is going to be entirely run at the very top by Vince and Stephanie. 
That's that's a scary that, thought, isn't that's, it? That's that's shit, isn't it? It is. It is shit. That's shocking. That is shocking. Um. The Alliance. Oh, hi, everyone. She said it. That voice. But seeing as this is the holiday season, and we are all in the holiday spirit. <laughs> that special spirit. The Rock has got a special message regarding tonight. Uh-oh, what's the message, JR? The Rock's book, please. The Rock's book? The Rock's got another book? I didn't know that. Hey, look! The title of the book, The Rock's Night Before Christmas. That'll be good. Well, don't get sleepy, JR. This is not a bedtime story. These fans here will not let the rock speak. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The weather was warm, not a trace of snow, as The Rock got ready to whoop Chris Jericho. (laughs) Jericho's claim to be the best The Rock has found quite brutal. Clearly, Chris Jericho is a man who has no strudel. No strudel! I am a living legend! Y2J would sing as he trembled with fear heading into the people's ring. And faster, faster than Scrooge saw the ghost of Christmas pass, The Rock hit the people's ring and whooped Y2J's ass. (laughs) Oh, hold on, there's more. Oh, there's more. It seemed quite certain the title would switch as The Rock made Chris Jericho his own. Punk ass bitch! <laughs> and after the rock pinned Jericho one, two, three, stood over his limp body in victory, the rock grabbed the mic and told everyone in sight, Merry Christmas to all. has got me to thinking. What is it they say about Santa Claus? He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Well, it seems to me that jolly old Saint Nick is a pervert. He's a what? Hey, what's he doing here? Isn't he supposed to be working tonight? Take a time off and watch Raw. 
And I'll tell you what, I hope that Santa isn't watching tonight. Because tonight, I plan on being very, very naughty. Uh-oh. You see, there's one man out there that's even more powerful than Santa Claus. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's Vince McMahon. I knew it! The original Scrooge. Hey, watch yourself. And Vince McMahon has given your Olympic hero a very special Christmas present. Oh, is that a hug? Now, now Jared, what's wrong with these classless people? It's Christmas Eve. Can't they just dispense with this kind of champ for at least one night? And that present is whoa, a show. Whoa, 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 whoa. Please let them finish calling you an asshole. And that present is a shot at the undisputed title. Wait a minute. That's right, Rock. Tonight is going to be a triple threat match. Oh, my gosh. Do you hear that, JR? Rock, it's going to be The Rock versus Chris Jericho versus Kurt Angle for the undisputed title. Wow. This man is more powerful than Santa Claus. Even St. Nick couldn't have done, done that. Oh, it's true. Ho, ho, ho. It's true. <laughs> and I tell you what, Rock. Your chances at winning the title in front of these sleazy hometown losers just went from slim to none. So what do you think about that? Triple threat match tonight. Angle Jericho and The Rock for the undisputed time. Well, that is like an extra Christmas present from Vince McMahon. Sounds like Ebenezer McMahon's hedging his bets. Ebenezer McMahon? What does The Rock think about that? Well, seeing as you came out and you interrupted The Rock, let The Rock finish his Christmas message and he'll tell you exactly how he feels about that. There's more to The Rock's message? Get ready. As far as for Kurt Angle and the Rock match goes, your ass is going to be redder than Rudolph's nose. What? <laughs> hey, that's not funny. Because tonight on the canvas, you and Jericho will be looking as the Rock whooped both your candy asses. If you smell what the Rock is cooking. Well, there you have it tonight. A triple threat match. Yep. Oh, here we go. I'll tell you what, Mike. It is an idea for our Christmas special yes. on the fly. Click the link I've just uh, I've just sent my friend Mike a link. Oh, okay. Uh, I've already clicked on it, but it's taking its time. Let me see. Uh, it's on its way. It's on its way. I see it's something to do with the WWE. Yes. Oh. Ah. That's... 
a lot cooler than uh, you than you even described. It is, isn't it? It's amazing. And it's a story. Now, should we read the story out or not? It could uh, be it could be it could be the biggest epic fail in the history of the show or it could be amazing. I, I'm up for reading it, but look at how long it is. It's actually not that long. We're gonna, we'll get through it quite quickly. What do you think about how many words you say per minute? Uh, yeah, all right, let's do it. So, I tell you what, we'll do alternate paragraphs, shall we? All right, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, I'll start. Are you ready? Okay. I'm oh, ready. Everybody sit tight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get some nice, nice Christmas music to put under the track for this. Yes. Everyone sit back. This is WWE A Christmas Carol. It was a blistery December the 23rd in Stamford, Connecticut. Vince McMahon is reading over the finance report for the year and is smiling. Profits are up, the WWE stock is up, and all is well in his world. He then double-takes at a financial figure and calls in an advisor. You wanted to see me, Vince? Hey, Johnny. I was wondering about this strip club and binge drinking tour you went on and wrote off on the company. All that... I took that liberty after we fired Charlie Hoss. I basically spent the savings. Ah, fair enough. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and so that night, Vince McMahon slept soundly in his bed, arms wrapped around his wife and, do- and, and daughter. He but was not his son, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. He was in the midst of a fantastic dream, complete with him defecating on Ted Turner's face. Oh, the joy! Then he was startled in his sleep by a thumping emanating from the downstairs area. Thump! Vince was flabbergasted and grabbed his handy barbed wire 2x4 to investigate. Thump! The sound was getting harder and it was deafening. Thump! It sounded as if a tree trunk was falling with amazing force right in his living room. Thump! Vince turned the corner and couldn't believe his eyes. A large ghostly hulk of a man, all tanned and decked out in feather bows, stood before him. Hey, dude! Hope you don't mind me getting into shape. WrestleMania's coming up, brother. What are you doing here at this hour? Listen, dude! I'm the ghost of Christmas past, man. The big up man upstairs sent me to come and have a talk with you. And the dude sounds pretty serious. What the hell? Brother, just grab a hold of my barn door back. I've got something to show you. As soon as Vince placed his arms around the beast, the room took a tailspin, giving him a feeling he hasn't had since the late 70s. As Vince was shaking off the effects of the ride, he found himself in a massive building that must have been able to hold 78,000, no, even 93,173 people. In the center of the building lay a wrestling ring, and around him were rabid fans, Decked out in mid-80s styles. It's actually late 80s, but we'll forgive them that. Oh, okay. Okay. 1987. Good year. A familiar tune struck up on the speakers, and there before him, he saw the uh, he saw the ghost coming to the ring. Before him lay an even larger man. Why, he must have been a giant. For the following 12 minutes, Vince watched the epic battle of two behemoths and was encapsulated by the sheer magnitude of the event. The atmosphere wasn't, was as intense as 1,000 suns and the tension... Suns was... who've recently left his company. Yes, yes. <laughs> the tension was gripping. 
In the end, the ghost lifted the man who must have been 700 pounds straight over his head and soon followed that up with a familiar thump noise and the building was engulfed in cheers. It was intense, riveting and unparalleled. With a quick flash, Vince was in the locker room. Here, there's a celebration with champagne flying and women everywhere. The ghostly figure steps up from a table, his nose looking slightly whiter than usual, and comes over to talk to Vince. There's more, brother. The room began to spin, and there was the ghost on the mat, while an extremely buff, if not demented man with a face adorned in paint shook the ropes in vigour. Whoops, uh, let's just uh, move on ahead, okay, dude? Next thing Vince knew... There were outdoors in a caesarean setting, but the ring, the wrestling ring was in full effect. A large oriental man was gloating over his victory over a medium-sized man in pink and black when the ghost comes running out. Something is wrong with this thing, brother. Moving forward now to a courtroom with the ghost on the stand, talking about Dr. Sahorian and... I tell you, McMahon, someone must be ribbing me. Now I said ribbing, not rimming, just so you know. Ribbing me. Very ribbing, much ribbing, not rimming. Not rimming, no, no, uh, no, no rimming. Uh, well, I don't, I, I don't know what's on your Christmas list, James. Well. <laughs> now back in a wrestling ring, there's the ghost. An unshaven man with long black hair, sporting a toothpick. And a tall man with flowing golden locks of the almighty Zeus. This... Is the yes is the new world order of wrestling, bro? What you gonna do when Hulkamania and time travel runs wild on you? This time, the two men stood in a large arena with what appeared to be a retracting roof. The ghost clearly did was fighting a young, attractive Samoan man. The crowd was rabid. The fans were sitting on the edge of their seat. The excitement in the air was hotter than hell. And the smell was just as bad. However, everyone had tears in their eyes as the Samoan man finished the ghost off in dramatic fashion. But not before the ghost had stolen all the attention for himself and completely overshadowed the victor. In that instant, all was well in the world. The spinning feeling took over once again. And Vince, this time, found himself in a dark room with the ghost. Now, what you gonna say about that, brother? Uh, what does this have to do with me? Don't you see all those people that you've harmed, dude? You've been hurting people for years, bruh. But those were just clips of you. <laughs> yeah, the clips were lame, brother. So I made my, my the clips were lame, brother. So I made my own copy. Oh, but the point is, you're a douche. Oh, and expect another visitor to come to to come to. Noon tomorrow, dude. And with a twirl of a yellow boa, Vince was back in bed, drenched with cold sweat. There he lay, pondering if what he had just experienced was it real or not. We're One... doing a fucking radio play. You know that, don't you? It's great. It's... <laughs> Why? Why? While not particularly frightening, the experience certainly seemed real. Shrugging it off as a dream, Vince went back into a calm slumber after staring at his daughter's breasts for half an hour. <laughs> so wrong. Um, as if they're as if they're her breasts. Yes, they're Triple H's. Ah, uh, you paid for them, didn't he? 
Hmm, good question. I wonder who did pay for Stephanie's breast. He paid breast. for China's breast. China had the breast job, and so did Steph. Come on. You know, surely. Surely. Yeah, sure. If you're going to do one, you should at least have the decency to pay for the other. Exactly. Did Triple H pay for Stephanie's breasts? Email us at www.podcast at googlemail.com. Excellent. I had to do it. You did. The following morning, Vince awoke as usual. On a skull, on a bed made of skulls of old wrestlers. No, not really. <laughs> it seemed as if the experience was indeed nothing more than a nightmare. And it was a typical Christmas Eve in the McMahon household. With his wife watching plants grow, his son jumping off the mansion roof onto the big show, and his daughter eating butter behind the chef's back. Okay. <laughs> the chef, Mark Henry? I mean... Oh, wow. Vince settled in to watch the tape of the SmackDown he didn't watch. However, as Orlando Jordan made his entrance, Vince became bored and fell asleep almost instantly. <laughs> well, you can't really blame him for that, can you? Um, well, what's wrong with Orlando Jordan? <laughs> he, he awoke a few hours later and noticed the time was 11.58. Suddenly, the dream of last night came back to him as he recalled the auspicious words of the ghost that said, He'd get another visitor at noon, brother. 11.59, brother. Vince began to worry. Was it real? Was someone trying to tell him something? Twelve o'clock. Vince now was biting his nails. Why was he doing this? It was just a silly dream, but it seemed so vivid. Vivid? 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 And so... Vivid. Vivid. Thank you. Vivid and so profound. There must have been something to it. Even if it was a dream, it was a sign from someone. Yes, it must have been 12.01. Well, maybe not. Ah. Vince went upstairs and giggled as he saw his daughter attempting to steal a turkey from the very same chef. What the fuck is with... Never mind. <laughs> Apparently they think Stephanie's a bit chunky. Fair enough. Oh. Hmm. Anyway. Vince went... Well, cer- certain parts of her, I suppose. But... but Triple H paid for those anyway. He did. He did. Well, let's hope he did. If he's a gentleman, he would have. Yes, if he's a gentleman, he would have. Yes. Or pervert. Vince went upstairs and giggled as he saw his daughter attempting to steal a turkey from the very same chef. Yes, it had all been a dream, and Vince had nothing to worry about. Vince decided all this excitement had him on his last nerve, and he needed to go do some and he needed to go do some drive by mailbox smashings to lighten his <laughs> He got into his limousine and called for the driver to take him to Ted Turner's neighborhood. But the driver wasn't there. Vince thought something was amiss and heard a screeching from the road. Vince looked outside and saw a large man in a very stylish suit. Suit? Suit. Suit. Suit running to Vince's house. Behind him lay his driver, squirming on the ground. The man patted Vince on the back and caught his breath. This went on for the next ten minutes. What is the meaning of all this? I'm the ghost of Christmas present. Vince did a double take. It was a good... Half hour past noon, and Vince had come to peace with the fact that it was merely a dream. Sorry about being late. Austin no-showed, so I got called to fill in. What? <laughs> Silly, all-powerful entity business. Don't worry about it. What? Listen, just come with me. What? And with that, the man pulled Vince into the limousine and started driving. You see, Vince, you're a cock mongrel. 
Vince just stares at the man, noticing his sleek and narrow goatee and attractive sunglasses. He also had a Venus... Veins. Veins pulsating in his forehead. It's got to be Batista, hasn't it? It's got to be. Pulsating in his forehead, but that's probably of little concern. Right now, all over the world, there are people suffering because of you. I'm going to show you. Suddenly, the limousine began to familiar... 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 familiar. Where are we? Suddenly, the limousine began to... What? Familiar... Familiarly spin. That's not a word. <laughs> and Vince found himself parked outside Happy Acres Drug Rehabilitation Centre. Oh my god, this is not pulling any punches, this story. <laughs> Come on, Vince, you're gonna like this. The man led the way. It seemed as if no one noticed them, as if they were invisible to their eye. They came to a room marked Nick Dinsmore. <laughs> Dinsmore. Here's your good buddy, Eugene. We all know that he overdosed on Sooms a few weeks back, and you sent him to rehab. Yeah, you're damn right I did. I want to see the guy get cleaned up. Do you know what they do here, Vince? Uh, they get you off of drugs. If it were only that simple. They opened the door, and before them lay Nick, upright on a hospital bed, surrounded by fabric, yarn, and needles. Propped up in his bed, he was carefully hand-stitching a quilt. In fact many quilts. They were of such excellent quality they would even make the Amish jealous. Quilts! Quilts, Vince! Quilts! But that's no thing for a wrestler for a wrestler to do. You made this happen, Vince! Nick's needle-pricked blood is on your hands! I won't believe it, it can't be true! Well then, maybe you'll believe this. The ghost then gave two big thumbs down and the room spun again. Definitely Batista. And Definitely. Vince had to yeah, and Vince had to stop for a second. This whole spinning thing, it seemed rather ineffective. I mean, why not play a nice little piece of music? Or maybe have a unicorn come and ride them away. Surely anything was better than a six second state of inebriation. Anyways, all that passed as Vince now saw that he was in a clothing outlet. Joe's big and tall. Really I can't bother through the accent. Joe's big and tall. Oh, no! I was enjoying the accent. Mike, come on! Show us your skills! All right, all right. Joe's big and tall. Really nice suits here, you know. And we're here because... The man pointed to a corner where custom tailoring occurred. As Vince approached, he saw a very large black man with white eyes getting custom fitted. And make it real tight around the crotch. Yeah, I want to cup him. But, sir, that's highly uncomfortable. I know what's comfortable, boy. No, it's uncomfortable for me, you know. <laughs> the ghost now whispered into Vince's ear. Have you worked out who this big guy is yet? Yes. Oh, I haven't. Well, you're all in a minute. All right. I've got to... Okay. It seems your dress code regulation has forced men like Viscera here to trade in their spandex pants and do-rags and buy some suits. I don't see a problem with that. Do you have any idea how many tailors have quit within the last month? One man in Phoenix nearly drowned when Gene Snitsky wanted his shirts tighter in the back. Oh, big deal. Big deal, Vince. All the good tailors are leaving the business. This is my last good suit here, and the rest are from Sears. Sears, Vince. Sears. Is that what you want? Uh, It's not my problem they can't toughen up. 
You're a tough one to crack, aren't you? Vince rolled his eyes as the room began to spin again. This time, the two men landed backstage at a WWE event. The locker room was quiet and a little depressing, just like Vince liked it. Yep. The ghost... <laughs> the, the he ghost, likes wrestlers like that as well. He does, doesn't he? The, yeah. ghost, the, the ghost tugged Vince along, and they went and stood in front of an athletic black man. He was pacing back and forth, muttering up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, start, over and over again. Shelton here has been a wreck since you banned video games backstage. Whenever his music cues up, he scares us by yelling, Mortal Kombat! A child in the locker room walked up to it, walked up to Shelton. Shelton pays little attention, choosing to hum the Zelda theme song, but the child talks to him nevertheless. Mr. Benjamin, have you seen my mom? I'm sorry. But the princess is in another castle. <laughs> the, the child began to walk away, and Shelton perks up. Get over here! Yes, yes, Mr. Bench. Is that a PSP in your pocket? Uh, yeah, I got... Listen, kid, I need to play it. Just give me five minutes. Come on, I just need my fix, you know, man? Come on, I'll give you anything. You want into, my, into the women's locker room? I can get you in there. You want my tights? Here, you got my tights! Shelton strips down to nothing, thinking nothing of it. Uh, thank God... And tosses it to the child, I thought was something. The child, obviously terrified, began to run away. However, Shelton curled up in, into a blue ball and began to spin and chased after the child, reminding Vince of a hedgehog. However, road agents quickly came to the scene and held Shelton back. Get off of me, damn it! It's a me, Mario! Don't give me no bass now, son! All your bass belong to us! Next thing Vince knew, he was back in the limousine with the black, with the man driving. Now, where Terrible. were you going? What? Oh, I'm just to the office. I need to go to my office. Gotcha. The car drove off. And Vince looked out the window. So, he's going to be okay, right? You talking to me? Uh, yeah. I can't answer that. But at midnight tonight, someone will. See my rubbish American accent. Carry on, Mike. It's standing up. It's standing it's up. It's standing up. Standing up, and so am I. No, no. Vince shuddered for a minute, desperate for someone to run in and blast this guy with a chair. The ghost pulled up to Titan Towers, and Vince quietly left the vehicle. Looking up, Vince wanted to ask the ghost if there was anything he could do. But when he turned around, he'd already vanished. From here, Vince walked up into his office. The halls of Titan Towers were cold, dark, and smelling of old people. There's irony for you. Yes, just the way Vince liked it, with the irony. The building was decked out with pictures of Vince and Vince. Oh, look, another one of Vince. That's pretty cute. However, the aura about the events was looming over his head, and only one thing could solve the situation. Alcohol. Sitting at his desk, drinking his usual, a blueberry daiquiri with a lemon twist around the umbrella, I find that very hard to believe. Vince, Vince couldn't, he, he, he drinks the blood of the innocent. Yes, he Vince, does, doesn't he? he? He certainly does. Vince couldn't think. This whole situation had him in a mess. He was constantly paranoid, looking over his shoulder, wondering what happens next. Hammering down the liquor like Jake Roberts in the Sahara, Vince questioned his actions and priorities. Maybe he'd been foolish his whole life. Maybe it was time for a change. He had peppermint schnapps in one hand and the financial report in another. $45 million he pocketed last year. 
Was it worth it? All this pain and sufferance? Was it worth the anxiety? Of course it is, stupid. More snaps. Snaps is good. Snap, snap, snaps. <laughs> Seven hours later, Vince awoke to find himself in a puddle of minty vomit. After flying in Lance Storm, after flying in Lance Storm to clean it up and downing a few, a few what? How do you say that? A few... Tylenol. Thank you. He realised it was nearly midnight. Accepting his fate, Vince called out. Ghost of Christmas future! Get out here! I'm calling you out! Vince walked back and forth, looking to his double doors. Nothing was happening. And Vince seemed rather confused. Not to lose his composure, he continues to talk. Afraid, are we? Well, um, I'm gonna count to... Suddenly, the doors burst open! And a medium-sized man with a black... Nope, a medium A medium-sized man with a tied black ponytail came billowing through the door with puffs of smoke behind him. Smelling of body odour and Cheetos, Vince wasn't too pleased. But he had little choice. Hey, dude, it's Mr. Monday Night... Just as soon as he entered a larger man with a dirty blonde hair and facial hair that reminded him of a Viking came through the door and hit the ghost with a sledgehammer. I'm the future of this business, and don't you forget it. Looking on in confusion, Vince quietly whistled. Hey, Dad. How you doing, buddy, old pal? It's great to hear, you know. Really, you're doing a bang-up job. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I've got a bunch of stuff to show you. Let's get to it, shall we? And with that, the man spat some water into the air, mouthed some words to a corner for a little to no reason, and Vince now found himself in a colourful world with most notably a yellow brick road below. Around him, small men like Rey Mysterio, Paul London, Gregory Helms were singing. Ding dong, Vince is dead. The wicked Vince, the mean old Vince. Ding dong, Vince is dead. I'm dead? Squash hurricane, the ghost muttered as he jotted it down. Putting away his notebook, the ghost now spat the water again. It was a press conference with media from across the globe. There were hundreds of reporters and there was a special buzz in the air. At a podium stood a man, overweight, balding on top but with long blonde hair in rear and somehow obviously Jewish. Ah, black hair, not blonde. Yes, so who the hell is this one? I don't know. So what kind of a voice do I do for this guy? Jewish. Jewish. Hmm. Yeah, but, oh, I don't know. Can we... Yeah, Jewish. How do you... What's a Jewish voice? Oi! Oi! As president of... That's not Jewish. Of World Wrestling Entertainment. I'm here, oi, to talk about our 2011 fiscal report. Oh, this is going to be our last episode. <laughs> oi! I don't have to tell... Uh, you media twice. How will well we've been doing with our stock trading at ten times what it was five years ago? Okay, I'll do that again. Wait there. Wait there. All right. You are what? You are far better. Sorry, I, I lost you. You're better. You're far better at the accents than I could ever be. It's my job. It's your job. I know. Okay. Right. As president of World Wrestling Entertainment, I'm here to talk about our 2011 fiscal report. I don't have to tell you media twice how well we're doing with our stock trading at 10 times what it was five years ago. The WWE has 
the ghost, seemingly angry at what he saw, bitterly muttered, put Taz on velocity, and suddenly walked to a large outdoor stadium. The marquee read, WrestleMania 30. For the next four hours, Vince sat in amazement. The matches were clean, crisp, and were booked incredibly well. The crowd loved every minute of the evening, even the unveiling that Stephanie McMahon was to pose in her third Playboy pictorial. By, by and large, it was the greatest WrestleMania of all time. You see here, Vince? Is this what you want? Small men who can't carry the main event? A former competitor disgracing your legacy? Your daughter naked? One out of three just doesn't cut it. I, I have to change. With these words, Vince found himself in his bed. It was morning. Christmas morning, to be exact. Immediately, Vince, ra- Vince sprang up and reached for the telephone. Johnny, listen, I can't explain why, but just listen. Fire everyone under six feet. Get Nick Dinsmore pepped on a new grandma retard gimmick. Give Sheldon Benjamin a new addiction. Cocaine would work fine. Hire Rico back to be our tailor and write this down. Randy Orton versus Undertaker. WrestleMania 30. Just go with it. Thanks. But boss, just do it. Thanks. Walking into, the, walking into the family living room, Vince admired the lovely spread of melons. Turning away from his daughter, he, <laughs> he noticed all, all the glorious food. Such an amazing day. The smell of the season was in the air. Well, truthfully, it was the smesh, fresh smell of paint. Smesh? Fresh, sm- yes. Smesh? Smesh, is, smesh? It was the fresh smell of paint, but his wife was watching as it dried. But nevertheless... Christmas time was here and life had never been better. Vince felt generous, and he started to make proclamations. I'm going to push that young buck Chris Masters. Bonuses to the entire creative team. JB always get his own talk show. Merry Christmas, everyone. And with that, a small child hobbled in through the door. God bless us, said Zach Cowan. God bless us, everyone. The Rock wants to talk about what makes him happy. Considering this is Christmas. And seeing as this is Christmas, it reminds The Rock of his very favorite Christmas story. Entitled, Rocky the People's Reindeer. You see, Rocky the People's Reindeer was very large and very tall. And unlike Kevin Kelly, he actually had a set of balls. Oh my gosh! All the other jabroni reindeer used to be so jealous and look at him in vain because they couldn't stand the fact that all the people would be chanting Rocky's name. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa was drunk and full of gas. So Rocky took his big bag of toys and shoved them straight up Santa's candy ass! Oh, Santa! You see, Undertaker, considering this is Christmas, The Rock has got one more thing to say. You better not laugh. You better not cry. You better not pout. Rock's telling you why. Brahma Bull is coming to town.
Undertaker, never ever forget that your yard will always be on the people's planet. Merry Christmas, Undertaker. Merry Christmas. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Gentlemen, that was a WWE Christmas Carol. You know what? It wasn't actually as bad as I thought it would be. I didn't really understand it at the end. I got a bit muddled. Yes, yes. Well, 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 they, well I don't know. What's, what's more Christmas than a Christmas Carol? I'll tell you. Okay. A little bit of a Christmas Carol yourself. So, ladies and gentlemen, relax with a little bit of Bing Crosby. When this fucking link loads. <laughs> uh, it's it's, it's, it's uh, never good when it all goes wrong, is it? It's all gone to shit. Oh, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it like that, but... I'm dreaming of a Christmas. Is there anything more Christmassy than this song? So, we've talked about Christmas presents for the WWE. Yep, yep. And for TNA. Yep. I guess while we're on, let me see now. We've talked about presents for WWE, presents for TNA. Um, we've had a Christmas carol. We've certainly had a Christmas carol. My, my, my voice hurts. Fair enough. So that, I guess that'd be from doing the Vince McMahon voice. Yes! Are there any old Christmas presents that WWE and TNA should get out of the attic, dust off, and use again. Um, the gobbledygooker. The gobbledygooker? Yes. Are you fucking insane? Yes. Fair enough. The gobbledygooker. Um, what else? Uh, ooh! The Ultimate Warrior in the Hall of Fame and to appear at WrestleMania. Wow. That would be big. Yep. Would he have a match? Yep. Who would he face? Hmm, John Cena. Warrior versus Cena. Yes, think of the promos. Wow. On Ultimate Warrior side, anyway. And Cena starts rapping again. Yeah, you know what? Christmas present to John Cena, bring the rap gimmick back. I agree. I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just simple. I miss it. He's, he was a heel that everybody fell in love with. Because he was funny, and now all the people who love the heels hate him with such a passion, the likes of which we've never seen. Yes. The rap gimmick appeals to everyone, not because it was rapping, but because he was funny. And it gives him an edge, something that he desperately needed. It gives him that edge back again, you know? It gives him something different, I think, is more the thing. Ah, yes, true. Oh. Uh, yeah. Maybe he can have rap battles with our truth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's true. But uh, well, so, so, what other old presents would you would you, would you get dust off the woodwork? Well, we sort of already mentioned it, but we, but they got to do a bit more with uh, the X division, of course, in TNA. We got to have some more of that. Yes, yes. And you know what? If I was WWE for WrestleMania 26, for it not to be a flop like WrestleMania 25 was, I would beg. 
I would beg. I would give him as much money as he wants, and I'd beg, and I'd beg more. I see where this is going. Where's it going, Mike? Are you gonna say Rocky? Yes, I am. Ah, uh, it would be so good to see him again. Yep, in, in a perfect world, The Rock versus John Cena. It would be. I mean, you know how TNA called Joe versus Angle the dream match of the century or dream match no dream match of the decade yes this one for 2010 so it'd be a new decade probably that moniker would probably actually be true yep it could be Wrestlemania past versus present definitely you know past versus present god only knows how you would decide a winner it will have to be the rock otherwise I think John someone would actually Probably assassinate John Cena with a sniper rifle at the top of the building. You'd have to wonder, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, hopefully you would, wouldn't you? I mean, I don't think it'd be that bad. However, I think it was, it's you'd want John Cena to win because he's carrying on in the company. However, yes. uh, I can't see. Uh, I the the Rock could probably demand to win the match if he's going to do it, and they'd, they'd bend over to that demand anyway, wouldn't they? I agree. And I'm, I'm sure Cena, well, I don't know. if C- Cena might be pissed at the idea of jobbing to him, but he'd do it anyway. He's a company guy. Yeah, and let's be honest, uh, The Rock, well, he's probably need a bit more practice. He can work. And let's be fair, I mean, if John Cena kicks out of like two rock bottoms in a people, people's elbow, for example, and doesn't tap to The Rock's sharpshooter, you know, he's going to look strong anyway, isn't he? Exactly. People would be able to say that John Cena went... Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, he he would still look great. Yeah, all you. Did, I mean, if you had like an Undertaker, Shawn Michaels style. Oh my goodness me, Cena keeps kicking out. Oh my god, The Rock keeps kicking out. If this match ever happened, you know, to the point that if they were to have the match again, you'd have doubts on who was going to win. You could have it that close, you know. That would be exactly the sort of match it would need to be. And yeah. one of those, one of those uh, fake finish after fake. Well, no, no, not fake finish. You know what I mean. Uh, two count after two count after two count, you know? Yeah, like a Ring of Honor style match almost, you know? Yeah, that sort it. of thing. That sort of thing. A real, a, a, a real exciting... Oh! Oh! Oh my God! This is one for the ages, as JR would say. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and, and I don't have it for the title, but have it as the main event, like Shawn Michaels' Undertaker should have been. Have it as, because let's be honest, nothing is going, nothing is coming after that match with much crowd reaction at all. That nothing, nothing would be able to beat that. And yes. nothing at all. Unless you follow it with Triple H versus Orton, that is. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's going to be great. Um, so yeah, there you go. The Rock versus Jonathan Anthony Felix Cena. That's his actual name, isn't it? I think you're it is. Thinking, I think you're it is. That up. No, I think that is his gen- genuine, genuine name, Mr. Chocolate. Against Dwayne Albert uh, Gregory Helms Johnson. I, I, I'd like the Helms. You know, that wouldn't it be yes. marvellous if his, if, his if his middle names were Gregory and Helms. That would be marvellous, wouldn't it? Um, it so there you go. Uh, well, well, we're 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 getting past the, past the hour. So, so Mike, do you have yes. any Christmas message to say to all the WW Pod listeners out there? I certainly do. Let me see, ladies and gentlemen, at this festive time of year, 
we think about a lot of things. We think about Jesus, for one thing. We think about wrestling. We think about our families. We think about our friends and our loved ones. We think about digital cameras. We think about that bell's getting a bit annoying, isn't it? We talk, we think about a lot of things. We think about Santa. We think about Paul McCartney. Well, I do. Because I used to think he was Santa. Did anyone else used to think Paul McCartney was Santa? James, did you think Paul McCartney was Santa? No, I don't. But email us. At www.podcast at googlemail.com if you thought Paul McCartney was Santa. Or just to wish me and James a very Merry Christmas. Type stuff. Number Type stuff. All I'm going to say is this. It's difficult in a way to talk about wrestling when you're giving a Christmas message. So, oh, by the way, James, mm-hmm. just to say, when I finish my message, don't turn it straight off because there's something I want to add in at the end of it. Okay. 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 So, just to say a, a few-minute thing at the end, as it were. So, just to say this. You, I have had a great year, right? I've had, like, 12 acting jobs. I've had my 25th birthday. I have a... Um, James, James and I have become great friends. And we've been doing this show since about mm, February. March, is it? February. End of Jan, beginning of Feb, I think. End of Jan, beginning of Feb. And now we're in deck. Not as in Anton deck. I wouldn't want to be in deck. Do you want to be in deck? <laughs> Email us. No. <laughs> Do you want to be in Ant? The one with the forehead the size of Belgium. Seriously, you could fit several small civilizations into that man's forehead. Oh, who gives a crap? If like it's a not... Groove. Yep, that's true. Like a groove. Yes. If it's it's not on Dave, I don't watch it. Well, unless it's wrestling, obviously. Uh, Do you watch Dave, James? Sometimes. I love Dave. I watch myself. You watch yourself? (laughs) Yes. What? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) What? Carry it. In the the mirror? What do you mean? Uh, That's a story for, for another episode. Have you got a mirror above your bed? No, I should have that. I should not. I'm going to get one now. Do you have a mirror above your bed? Email us at <laughs> www.podcast at googlemail.com. How many plugs can we fit into a Christmas message? Email us at www.podcast at exactly. googlemail.com. How would you plug an email address? Email us at www.podcast.com. That's six so far. Excellent. That's six so far, and I think we can get it even more if we try. But how hard should we try? Email us at <laughs> www.podcast at googlemail.com. Carry on with your Christmas message. Real Dave never stop laughing. Email us at www.podcast.googlemail.com. Who wants Strictly Come Dancing? Does anyone care? Email us at www.podcast.googlemail.com. Will Rage Against the Machine beat Joe McKeldry in the charts? I do hope so. Email us at www.podcast.googlemail.com. Will James ever get an erection? Email us at www.podcast.googlemail.com. What really happened with that mirror above his bed? Email us at www.podcast.googlemail.com. And for my final thought... Yes. Have a fucking wonderful Christmas and a fucking brilliant New Year. Bollocks.
I think we're done. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everybody.